welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Peldino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, all those wonderful applications you can use on your smart devices. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show. As the Minnesota Vikings are now eliminated from the postseason, and the end is near. That's right, the end is near. Green Bay, 37, Minnesota, 10. And, of course, if you were living in a uh, in a cave, you didn't know that Kirk Cousins didn't play. Sean Mannion was the starting quarterback, and it was about what you'd expect from Sean Mannion. Yeah, uh... <laughs> It's over, Johnny. It's over, Johnny. And I don't mean the Vikings season. The Vikings season felt like it was over after the Cowboys game. A lot of people would go back to that one. Uh, is Kellen Mond a quarterback you could count on in the future? Who knows? Uh, let's hear what Mike Zimmer had to say after the game in terms of basically everything. I mean, just get the mood from Mike Zimmer of how much longer he's going to be with Minnesota. Okay, disappointing tonight. Um, I didn't feel like we gave ourselves a chance to win. First half uh, kind of got away from us. Time of possession. Um, we didn't move the ball at all, really, at all. Um, got away from the running game way too soon. Um, and then uh, second half, we didn't we didn't play well enough defensively. So give them credit. They're a good team, and uh, they got after us tonight. Or did something happen with Sean? Yeah, something happened with Sean. Did Mond, when he came out, was he injured after that one series? No. So you put Mannion back in. What was the reason to put Mannion back in? Because Mannion was the guy who was going to play today. So did he leave due to an injury for one series, Mannion? Yes. What was the injury? I don't remember. Just your thoughts on being eliminated from the playoffs second year in a row? And I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Well, I thought it was kind of a disappointing season. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, pretty good. Appreciate your thoughts. Mike, you mentioned getting away from the running game too soon. Why do you think the running game didn't work like we've seen in some other games? I don't think we stuck with it enough, to be honest with you. I mean, got away from it. You know, I talked to him about, you know, hey, we got to give give Dalvin the ball. First play of the possession, we get a sack. Second and 16, you know, so. Mike, I know Peterson started shadowing Adams in the second half. Why not do it? Well, we talked about it during the game, and we were going to have <clears throat> basically have him double covered, and we did a couple times. He still caught the ball. How much did the offensive game plan end up changing with Sean Not really any. Not really any. I mean, for the most part, it was all the same. How come you think he struggled to push the ball down the field? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell, you know, the coverage in there, what they were doing, but they had a lot of soft coverage tonight. <laughs> coming out with enough energy. Did you feel the energy was there at the start, or was it the same issue as last night? No, they, they were energy. There was a lot of energy tonight. We can all guess how you're feeling. Can you put into words what how you're feeling right now after everything? Mm, no, maybe after next week. Do you think you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. Why don't you want to get a look at him? I see him every day. <clears throat> so would you give Cousins a good to go with 
Pardon me? Feel too far. Good, Bob. Thank you. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, you know, next week, next week. Uh, <laughs> I see him every day. Yeah, uh, Kellen Mind. Some people took it as like it's just a huge shot at Kellen Mind. It kind of, it kind of is, but it's also just like he's not ready to play in the NFL. I don't think he is either. Unfortunately, I, I wish he was. Tavares Jackson wasn't when we first put him out there. Christian Ponder wasn't when when the Vikings first put him out there. It is what it is. I think he's another one of those. Another Tavares, another Christian Ponder. I, I don't see Kellen Mond as a as a as anything great, but. Who knows? Maybe he will be. Maybe it just give him a little time. I mean, Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for, what, three and a half, four years, right? And then he looked good right away and kept getting better and better and better as the years progressed. Heck, two years later, he won a Super Bowl. Whatever. We were all like, we got Brett Favre from you. Nah, 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 boo-boo. We got Brett Favre from the Packers. Ha-ha. And then, <laughs> and then who ended up winning a Super Bowl the year after? Oh, God. Oh, that's as Minnesota Green, that's as Vikings Green Bay as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, it just, it, it is what it is. Uh, why can't we have nice things? I don't know. Minnesota Wild Hockey, Winter Classic. They give up five goals in the second period. Check out Brave the Wild. We'll be talking about that. Uh, the, the newest show will come out Thursday, but do check out the most recent one. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Hope you do as well. Um, Brave the Wild podcast. Yeah, sorry for uh, shameless plugs during the, during during this show. This is an unreviewable game for the most part. Nice to see K.J. Osborne get in the end zone. He looked pretty good out there. Garrett Bradbury also with a 21-yard reception. See, see, what happened was they sent him down the field, and he was able to catch the ball. You know, he was able to catch the ball. It was, it was a trick play. It was really uh, fun, you know. No, it was just a deflection from Tyler Conklin, who I thought had a nice game as well. Uh, early on, he should have had more yards, but unfortunately, he stepped out of bounds on a play. So <clears throat> that's the Minnesota Vikings. That's the kind of season it was. Ugh, C.J. Ham could have had a couple plays, but I, whatever. This offense is just, you know, you could say all you want about, yeah, Sean Mannion's limited and all that. Of course, they're not going to try to make any, uh, you know, they're not going to try to make any dynamic plays with Sean Mannion, a quarterback. He actually did show a little bit of an arm. <laughs> Last time against Chicago, Sean Mannion looked like a looked like like he couldn't play for the, for for high school. I mean, he didn't look like even college material. Where this game, at least you saw a bit of an arm. But he can't play. <laughs> Sean Mannion can't play. There's no accuracy. And that's what happens when you have a quarterback taking up too much space on the cap. You can't sign a backup quarterback that's worth anything. You just can't. Uh, it's a terrible It's a terrible situation in that sense. The Minnesota Vikings have to move on from all three. Who are the big three? I think we all know, but just in case you don't. Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins. They all got to go. It's got to be a... We got to start over in that sense. It's obviously not blowing up everything, but it's blowing up the leadership. Blow up the leadership. It's it's over, Johnny. It's over. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Yeah, what whatever the heck. <laughs> it's time though. It's time. I mean, is Kellen Mond a career backup? Probably. Could he become a starter? Maybe. Should the Vikings draft a quarterback? Hell yes. Hell yes. And if Kellen Mond ends up winning, may the best man win. So be it, Jedi. You know, you know, it's, it's that simple. Um, so be it. 
Justin Jefferson, yeah, you feel sorry for him. Uh, KJ Osborne, again, good game. Justin Jefferson ended up leading the team in fit with 58 uh, yards on six catches. It always feels like it should be much more because, obviously, just poor execution, poor design, this and that. It was checked down Charlie, and that's just how it was. It's third and 20, and you go for a two-yard play or just a quick little run up the middle. It's like, whatever. Just just wave the white flag. That's all you got to do. Just send the punter out on third down from, from now on. Just just send the punter out on third down because we're just going to, you know, if it's third and long, just just put the punter out. What What's the point? We're not going to try anyway. Oh, it's third and 15? Oh, just go on out there, Mr. Barry. Come on. Come on, Jordan Barry. Go out and punt. Just just go out and punt. You have, you have one job, Jordan. Boy, did he have a job. And job security yesterday. Six punts at 50 yards. Well, 49.3 and one in the 20. No touchbacks. Good job. Corey, Corey, whatever his name is. Corey B. on Green Bay had a pretty lousy game and whatever. I'm sure they're really down about it over there. <sighs> Kellen Mond, Kellen Moore. Kellen Miller, Kellen Mond. Hmm. That might be a good combination, but let's get a coach in here that actually gives a crap about quarterbacks, uh, as you could hear in the Mike Zimmer soundbite. I don't get the vibe like he gives two craps about quarterbacks. I don't think anybody has felt that way since the day he got here. And why isn't the season over right now? What, what's the point? I, I like this. 10-6, and 9-7, and 9-7, 13-3, even though it sucks seeing Green Bay as 13-3, but they're 13-3, you know? <laughs> yep. I like the 16-game record, 16-game uh, schedule with the, with the record set up they were the way they were, pardon me. I'm going to miss that. The 17th game is stupid. Even though it can bring a little drama in, like the Los Angeles Rams, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Dallas Cowboys, who's going to, you know, where's the seed going to be? Arizona's staying alive, staying alive, all that nonsense. Believe it or not, Arizona still has a shot at winning their division and being a, uh, probably a possibly a number one, number two, not number one, but a two or three seed moving forward. Nah, they're not going to be. I think Tampa's probably going to wind up with it, but We'll find out. Green Bay Packers have a very good chance of hosting the entire NFC playoffs and NFC championship game and, you know, going to the Super Bowl and maybe winning it this time or maybe KC wins. But it looks like uh, it looks like two freight trains, you know, cruising at each other at, at warp speed to the Super Bowl, Kansas City and Green Bay, even though Kansas City lost yesterday. We'll talk about that in segment number two. But it is time to start over in terms of the big three. This team needs better leadership. Absolutely needs better leadership. Uh, this was an unrevealable game, as I'll just keep saying. There was just no life, and of course there wasn't. And the whole game, like Zimmer, just kind of had that look. Like I don't really want to be here anymore. I got a feeling it's going to be a mutual parting of ways. I mean, did that sound like a coach that really that really wants to be here anymore, or he's he's just ready to move on regardless? He's he's resigned to the fact that that it's over. Because I that's the vibe I got right away. Even last week, you kind of felt that. This week, it's like, yeah, for, forget it. The last thing you want is excuses like, yes, oh, Kirk Cousins was out with the whole COVID thing and all that. I'm not going to get too deep into that. Uh, all that Cousins bashing and all that, I don't agree with it. I, I think, you know, it's, again, I believe you have the right to choose if you're going to take a vaccine or not. That's just the way I see the world. Uh, also, if it's the Omicron virus, it's more contagious. That's why more players have COVID-19 supposedly, but it's more like, uh, <laughs> it's more like, it's more like cold symptoms at this stage, cold symptoms with maybe a little extra, the, the severity of it is much less, and you will hear that from both sides of the aisle, I believe I mentioned that on last week's show, though a lot of you have probably done your own research and heard like a million different things in the news over the course of time, but, um, it's not as severe, it's getting to a point where it's basically a cold, 
So eventually, where do we draw the line between COVID protocols and just, uh, he's not feeling well? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> eventually, I think we're heading to that point. We shall see. We shall see. But at least games haven't been canceled, like, you know, or, or postponed and such. Like, the, the NHL's been going crazy about it and other hockey tournaments and uh, all that. World Junior Championships, very sad, um, and all that. So, Yeah. NHL leaving the Olympics, which I understand that. That's in a lot of ways they probably should have anyway, but where am I going with this? Completely off track, that's where. Mm. It's kind of like almost like I'm almost saying the same thing Dennis, ah, Dennis Green that uh, Mike Zimmer said. We'll wait till next week. Like we'll just kind of wait till next week in terms of, and I better monitor my, my uh, phone or any type of smart device right now because you never know if news is going to break as I'm doing this on Monday morning. At least this segment. Um, let's check. Make sure. <laughs> I'm paranoid now. I better delete ones that are old news. So in case something new pops up. Yeah, who cares? These are all like yesterday. But um, it's almost like kind of like wait till next week. Like Mike Zimmer kept saying. I'm almost kind of saying the same thing. You know, like what am I going to really say about the game? That we just, you know, we're just, you know, we're like light years away. Kind of like when Christian Ponder started against the Packers. And we lost forty-five to seven. Remember that? It's like you just you, you want to be a championship team, and you're millions of miles away from it. Millions. That's what it feels like. Even when you have talent on the roster, it's endless frustration and sadness <sighs> for all of us. Um, obviously, it, the strategy, the elder conservative style. It's ne- you're never going to win a championship that way general manager that's going off in all different directions. It took him like nine years to get a couple of good uh, offensive tackles. It's taken him his entire tenure to find a good guard. He really hasn't. Uh, Ezra Cleveland's a tackle who's playing guard. He's doing okay. Ole Udo is all over the place. I, I don't know what he is. He's he's just a late-round pick, and he's just okay. Probably good enough to be on an NFL roster. After that, I don't know. A backup at best. Other guys are high-priced uh, veterans that probably should move on as well, unfortunately. Anthony Barr actually had a really respectable year. I'm giving him a little hand for the first time in, like, you know, since he was drafted. I actually like Anthony Barr again. <laughs> for the first time he was since he was drafted. <laughs> kind of like how I felt about Greenway. I always thought he was overrated, too. Uh, I know a lot of you might be rolling your eyes about that one, but I thought he was a little overrated. You know, he, had, he had a good, uh, good final couple years with Minnesota at the end of the day. <laughs> you probably should get a better center if you can. Obviously, Garrett Bradbury, I don't think he's first-round talent. He was a great college center. Has not uh, translated to the NFL very well, even though he was able to catch a deflection from Tyler Conklin. That could have been an interception, a Warren Moon interception. All those deflections from Cadre Ishmael that winded up going to Green Bay Packer players or whoever. The first pass of Warren Moon's tenure with Minnesota was an interception due to a uh, tip pass from Cadre Ishmael to a Packer defender uh this and that uh is there even a honestly is there even a Fran Tarkington award for this episode is it uh is it Garrett Bradbury because he was able to make a catch and he was he was okay in the game he wasn't that bad I don't know Greg Joseph made a 51 yarder and he made his extra point we appreciate that very much Kenny Nwangwu did uh, return a kick 37 yards that's cool no sacks by anybody in the game. Eric Hendricks was good at times and not so good at others. Seemed a little too 
seemed a little too, uh, like, chill at the end of the day. A lot of them seemed a little too chill and kind of resigned to the fact that it's just Green Bay's miles ahead and we're not going anywhere. Sad, frustrating. Kind of is what it is. I'm, I mean, it's like you're, you're glad that there's clarity here. We're not going to just mess around and pretend like we're still going to keep the same regime together. we got to be heading in the other direction at the end of the day. I don't know if I want to give anybody a Fran Tarkington Award for this episode. Maybe Anthony Barr, maybe Eric Kendricks, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's just like everybody got beat. And the, the offense was what it was. Should I give it to Justin Jefferson for just the fact he did? He worked his ass off, did his best. K.J. Osborne, who was actually really solid, made some big plays. K.J. Osborne's going to get his second Fran Tarkington Award. It's not glitz and glamour. It's it's kind of a faded one. I'm sorry, it's kind of faded. Maybe a little bit of bronze on it instead of gold. That kind of thing. Maybe some silver. But K.J. Osborne will bring home the uh, Fran Tarkington Award for this episode. Uh, conversations are going to start about new general manager, new coach of this team. I do believe, uh, and again, I'm still monitoring this as close as possible. I'll do my best to keep up with it. <clears throat> uh, that because uh, anything could happen. Anything could happen. It's a it's a Black Monday before Black Monday. You know what I mean? It's the week before, and things happen. Uh, and you probably do want to get ahead. They have to obviously. They do have to blow up the. They have to get rid of the general manager, and I think they have to do it at the same time. You're not going to obviously fire Zim first and then, oh, yeah, we got to get rid of uh, the Spielman as well because you don't want Spielman to have any conversation with any coach or any of, of any kind. Uh, a lot of people would like to see Doug Peterson as coach of the Vikings. Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, he's going to be a hot commodity, no question about it. And will he fit with, will it be Kellen and Kellen? Will it be the Kellen and Kellen show a couple years from now as Kellen Mond continues to get better? His Vikings, they got to hire a, uh, they got to hire, I mean, you know, after they hire a coach, and general manager, general manager first, of course. They got to uh, obviously draft a, well, obviously draft a quarterback to possibly compete with Mon long term, and of course sign a veteran of some kind, a Matt Castle type, or maybe somebody much better. You just never know. Maybe, maybe uh, surprise of the decade. Maybe you bring in somebody like really big, big time, like a Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers will not be suiting up for the Vikings next year. There's almost no chance. Odds are the Packers will probably keep him. Otherwise, he's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Vikings will not be getting Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to retire. Other possible veteran names out there. We'll get to that later. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, as Mike Zimmer used to say when we used to like him more. (laughs) We'll cross that bridge when we get there uh, with all that. Uh, General manager possibilities. I'm (laughs) I'm not ultra prepared to offer any good candidates at the moment. And I'm hoping and praying that the Vikings are ready to bring those type of guys on board. Mm. The Christian Ponder Memorial, it's kind of like everybody. I don't know. It's kind of everybody. It's kind of like Zimmer with the rotten attitude. Uh, Spielman with the poor leadership. Kirk Cousins, not a good teammate. And it has nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. He's not a good teammate. Say what you want about the vaccine and this and that, but it's not about that. It's about he, he never really was a good teammate before in a COVID vaccine, and he's selfish and all that. It's about he, he was not a good teammate before. Zimmer was not a good teammate either. Let's be honest. Is Mike Zimmer a good teammate? Or is he just focused on one part of the ball, and he's just a natural coordinator? It seems like every coach we hire is a bleeping coordinator, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? <laughs> I mean, was Leslie Frazier like a real coach? No. Nice guy, good Christian guy, nice guy, 
good coach? No. Childress was an offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator with a bad attitude, quite frankly. Uh, Tice was something. He was cool. I, I, I liked him. He was more like a, like a podcast radio host or something than anything else. A former player, uh, a, a big lug with a cool New York accent, and a, I loved the guy. with a, I loved him. But was he a good coach? Eh, yes, no. Position coach, coordinator, head coach, eh. Dennis Green, I'm going to tell you, Mike Zimmer as an offensive coach. He was, the, he was the Zimmer of offense. Because what happened to the Vikings defense when he was the coach? It was all offense, all offense, all offense. Right? Don't you remember? Don't you remember that? When, when he was hired, actually, the team was pretty balanced with some talent on the offense and a fantastic defense from the late 80s into the early 90s from the Jerry Burnsy era, the Burnsy era. Burnsy was an offensive coordinator, and he was actually a pretty decent coach. I think the Vikings have had two real coaches, really, since since 1961. Bud Grant and Jerry Burns. I think that's it. Jerry Burns was a decent coach. He was crazy. Uh, he was an offensive mind, but he was balanced enough. I mean, look how good the defense was. But the offense was still pretty good, too. He didn't hire a good coordinator, <laughs> as uh, many people would argue. Uh, but... God, it's frustrating. Every coach is going to lean one way or another. And as long as you hire a legitimate uh, coordinator on the other side of the ball, you have a chance. Obviously, Zimmer did a great job of that early on. But it just never worked. It just never seemed to work. He never seemed to work well with the coordinators. There's a reason why Norv Turner just up and quit. You know, Pat Shermer was, that was a good duo. But Pat Shermer, <laughs> Pat Shermer got hired with the Giants and did absolutely nothing and was gone in two years. Uh, Stefanski's been disappointing with the Cleveland Browns. It's just a damn shame, isn't it? It's just a damn shame how this has turned out. Would have been nice to have Kevin Stefanski still as a coordinator. Maybe he's just a coordinator. Or maybe he could have been the head coach and played for the best. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. But Dennis Green was one-sided too. Don't forget. Don't forget that. Uh, he had some great seasons. He had a bad attitude too, though. And if you don't think Dennis Green had a bad attitude, I think you're a little crazy. I think you're looking at things the wrong way. If you don't think he had a rotten attitude most of the way. First couple of years, everything was cool. 95, 96, when the honeymoon started to go away because he couldn't win a freaking playoff game, the attitude started coming out and he started accusing people of something. He <laughs> started getting a little divisive. Let's just leave it at that. So, hope and pray the Minnesota Vikings can find a coach that could take this team in the right direction. Doug Peterson... Byron Lefkowitz, Eric Bionami, Kellen Moore. Would I complain about any of those four? Probably not. I think I'd be pretty ready to go. Peterson's won a Super Bowl. Eric Bionami's won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. And obviously he was a running back. So a lot of people might be afraid he might be running running like a run-heavy guy. But maybe not, obviously. <laughs> kind of depends who your quarterback is, doesn't it? If you have, if you have Patrick Mahomes, I think you're going to make some adjustments with your offensive style. So that's hope with Eric Bieniemy if he ends up being head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Crazy to think he was the running backs coach for Minnesota in the NFC Championship game, uh, 2009. And he's the guy you hear when <laughs> Antron Winfield was saying, hey, you got too many men in there. And then Eric Bieniemy is the guy you hear going, no, because uh, Nefahu Tai went out there. They had, uh, he went out there incorrectly. Sometime at Oregon, uh, just to, as Minnesota as it gets, that he was confused. He thought it was a package that involved the fullback. So there were too many men out there, and the Vikings' uh, chances of going to that Super Bowl suddenly dipped a bit with a five-yard penalty, and next thing you know, 
<sighs> Next thing you know, Favre over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit of a somber game review, Packers versus Vikings. It is what it is. We're resigned to where we are. We are out. We are eliminated. It's game over. But at the same time, we're relieved in a lot of ways that uh, we're not going to be teased anymore and that there is hopefully, hopefully going to be a change at all three positions. And that, that uh, as long as they get rid of Rick Spielman, that will probably <laughs> ensure that it will be a change at all three positions unless the general manager and coach believe they can get the most out of Kirk Cousins for another couple of years or something and obviously develop Kellen Mond or quarterback du jour in the draft 2022 will take over, generally speaking. Christian Potter Memorial, <laughs> is it Mannion? Is it anybody? No, it's, it's the leadership. It's the general leadership of the Minnesota Vikings until further notice, until further notice. Uh, <clears throat> there was nobody out there that was that bad, generally speaking, that was so much worse than everybody else. You know what I mean? It was just overall a bad, depressing situation. And that's all there is to say. With that said, we'll take a quick break. We'll preview the season finale, look around the league with some pretty epic games in segment numero dos. back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two, time to look around the league, and of course the NFC North and such, Green Bay Packers are division champions, Kings of the North and all that good stuff, there's no competition in the NFC North, there really isn't. Green Bay Packers, congratulations and good luck, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers more than I used to, I couldn't stand the guy, but just like I couldn't stand Brett Favre for so long. But as guys get older, and they start passing for records, they start, you, you just start appreciating them more and more. Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons. Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons. It's Thursday night football is over as we're heading into that Saturday stuff all the way through the divisional round of the postseason, which is fun stuff. I like it this way better. Buffalo Bills are now 10-6, and six, so it's kind of sad to think of, uh, you know, imagine it's a 16-game season. Buffalo Bills would be 10-6, and six, Vikes would be 7-9, and nine, Atlanta Falcons would be 7-9. We're with Atlanta. Nah, just a culture of mediocrity in Atlanta now. Just like uh, just like here at the moment. We'll see if that changes. But Buffalo, kind of like 10-6 and six, when they were a team I saw as a Super Bowl champion this year, ending the drought for the Buffalo Bills in the city of Buffalo with the Sabres and such, winning a championship this year. It, it could still happen. Don't forget the, the uh, Denver Broncos went on the road. They won their three games, got to the Super Bowl, and beat a pretty damn good Green Bay team in the 2007 season to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen sucked, you know what, he was awful, he was horrendous, quarterback rating of 17, 17, and they still won, he's wearing the number 17, but he threw multiple interceptions, in fact, three of them, one in the interception, he just stunk the whole game, uh, Devin Singletary was good, a couple of touchdowns, Josh Allen did run for two touchdowns, so his athletic side took over, because his passing game was not good, Atlanta's defense is better than it was before, obviously, Cole Beasley, who would agree with some of us about the vaccine, I suppose. He had a mediocre game. Stefan Diggs, mediocre, but well, Josh Allen stunk the whole game. So what are you going to say? Several sacks, though, by that Buffalo defense. Congratulations, Leslie Frazier. Again, a very good defensive coordinator. 
better than a coach. At least five sacks in the game. Good job, Buffalo Bills. Getting the job done versus the Falcons. 10-6 and six at the moment. They still have a shot at winning the division, if you can believe it. 29-15, a fairly easy win over Atlanta, despite an awful game by Josh Allen. It actually makes Atlanta look even worse than they are. <laughs> Chicago over an even worse New York Jets uh, Giants team. They're just as bad as the Jets, frankly. 4-12, they suck. Uh, pairs 29 to 3, 6-10, but yeah, 6-10, and 10, you know, it's like, pfft, ah, that's a team that's just like, you know, fire the coach and move on as well. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, finally returned, mediocre, mediocre at best. Mike Glennon with a quarterback rating of 5.3. He attempted 11 passes and threw in uh, two interceptions. It doesn't get much worse. Saquon Barkley, also a good game. It was the other, one of the other red, white, and blue New York teams that kicked off in the Super Bowl 30 years ago. Giants and Buffalo Bills, both the quarterbacks had awful games and the running backs helped make up for it. And that's about it there. Uh, Bears, nice, easy win for them. Congratulations, Chicago, for whatever reason. Yay. I mean, they're, they're uh, yeah, it's, it's going to bring momentum into next season. No, it isn't. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe with a better coach. Maybe Doug Peterson will be their coach. Jacksonville could be the coach. Uh, that could be where Doug Peterson's going. They're already talking to him, supposedly. Uh, that's why the Vikings need to get moving, and that's why I'm hoping and still monitoring this Note 10 for a little <laughs> Vikings fire Mike Zimmer. That has not happened yet. Vikings fire uh, Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, which is what we're kind of all sort of hoping for at this point. But, you know, they're just going to freaking wait. They're going to freaking wait and uh, mess it up because that's what we do best. Cincinnati and Kansas City. Whoa, what a fun game. What a fun game. Me and Paul Tuniverse Canna for watching this one, particularly the end of it. But uh, what a nice win for the Cincinnati Bengals. They win their division. Congratulations, Cincinnati, against all odds. Last place team for many years. Struggled forever. They got their number one quarterback. Stayed healthy until like late in the game, unfortunately. Hopefully he's going to be all right. They're going to need him in the playoffs. Hopefully he didn't re-injure his knee too bad. Didn't look like it was that severe, though. 34-31 in an epic back-and-forth battle where Kansas City led for most of the game. But Cincinnati was able to come back and finish things off. They just could not get in the end zone. That Kansas City defense kept stopping him at the goal line. Stopping him at the goal line there was like two minutes remaining, and it's like, luckily, they were able to get a uh, holding call against the, no, no, it wasn't a holding call. That was a roughing the passer call, thank God, against Kansas City, which gave the Cincinnati Bengals an automatic first down. Four more plays where they were able to run the clock all the way down to two seconds remaining, which was a walk-off win for Cincinnati with the kick by Evan McPherson, rather than giving uh, Patrick Mahomes the ball with a minute left. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Chiefs would either tie it up or win it for sure. One way or another. In fact, like 90% chance that's what's gonna, that was what was going to happen. But thank God Cincinnati ends up hanging on there. What a great game by Joe Burrow. Again, hoping and praying he's okay. Brandon Allen spiked the ball down with two seconds remaining. That's why he still one attempt there. That was a spike. And 446 yards, four touchdown passes for Joe Burrow, a near-perfect quarterback rating. Stay healthy, Joe. Please stay healthy, Joe. Oh, please stay healthy. Hopefully he's going to be all right. And Cincinnati will host a playoff game, hopefully their first win in many years. Jamar Chase with 266 yards and three touchdowns. Congratulations to fantasy ballers that may have won a championship with Jamar Chase on your roster. Because uh, I do believe this was championship, uh, championship weekend. Congratulations. Unless last week was. Historically, it was Christmas week, but maybe now it's uh, New Year's week. 
And I do hope everyone had a happy new year as well. Again, I'm not the biggest New Year's guy, but again, happy new year. It is a new year, so woohoo. <laughs> Overall, great epic battle, 34-31, Kansas City. Looked like they were going to win this game handily, but Cincy said nope, and I'm glad to see that. Tennessee, they basically just said nope to Miami from the kickoff, 34-3. Tennessee wins their division back-to-back years for the first time since way back when they were in the Houston Oilers in the 60s. Back-to-back division titles for the first time in franchise history since then. Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, very efficient. Donta Foreman got up, got down that field with five yards of carry and 132 yards and a TD. Miami didn't show up to play, and that's all there is to say. <laughs> Pardon the rhyme and the pun there. 8-8 eight and eight record for Miami. That sounds about right. 11-5 for Tennessee and a chance to go 12-5. and five. And some home, and some, some, some home, <laughs> some home football going to the Super Bowl, possibly. Tennessee Titans actually thought they are a legitimate contender, and I did pick them to win that division. Las Vegas Raiders very much in the hunt at a 9-7 and seven record, knocking the Colts down to 9-7 and seven in a nice back-and-forth type of deal. An ode to John Madden, no question about it. I didn't even bring that up in segment number one, but we can do it here. Because segment number two is more NFL-related versus Vikings. Except for the, talking about the Bears very shortly. And I previewed the Bears game. I don't usually do that. I apologize. That was just a mental... <laughs> that was a mental gap. But it's like, whatever. We'll talk about them again. That's kind of how I feel about the Bears game next week. Like, yay. Yeah, it's just a, it's just, it's, it's just a formality. That's all it is. Neither quarterback was over that great. It was overly special. Jonathan Taylor had a great day once again like he usually does. But the Oakland Raiders honoring, I just call them Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders honoring John Madden <clears throat> nicely with a 23-20 win in Las Vegas. Very impressive win, actually, against a pretty good football team who started the season poorly and then got much better as the year progressed. Obviously, Doug Peterson's offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, leading that club and doing a great job. I wouldn't mind Frank Reich as the coach of the Vikings if he was available, but he's doing a hell of a job in... Uh, in Indianapolis, and Xavier Rhodes has had a nice uh, overall season over there as well as a as a uh, again a renaissance season cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, another sack for Yannick Ngakwe. Statistically, what a great season for him. He just gets sack. Uh, he just gets sacks every week, doesn't he? I'm curious, how many is he at now? Hey, that's pretty much all he does. Yep, 10 sacks on the season. Great job, Yannick Ngakwe. Viking for five five games, five sacks. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's pretty good. I, I like him. I don't know. It just wasn't a match here for some reason. Whatever reason that is, I don't know. But Vegas and Indianapolis, it's all going to hinge on next week, which one of those two makes it. New England and Jacksonville, 50-10. to 10. What more is there to say? Jacksonville stinks, 2-14. and 14. Looking for new leadership, of course, as Urban Meyer's long gone. Trevor Lawrence is a long, long, long way to go. It's just crazy. Mac Jones was not all that highly touted. He was like, you know, okay, he's going to be a first-round pick, but like more of like kind of a safe pick for somebody. Where Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the franchise quarterback of the future in the NFL. Three interceptions versus three touchdowns by Mac Jones. Pretty crazy. Obviously, it just shows what leadership does. Leadership in New England versus leadership in Jacksonville. And just kind of the whole aura around you. It's unbelievable. 50 to 10. I mean, what more is there to say? New England Patriots are back in the playoffs, 10 and 6, and battling it out with Buffalo next week. 
one way or another who wins that division. Tampa Bay Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks, first place NFC South. It's all theirs. Twelve and four on the season. Four and twelve Jets, and they almost lost this game. <laughs> Freaking Brown lost his mind because he wasn't happy with how his, his yeah, he's not happy with his role at the moment, and he completely lost his mind. Antonio Brown, I must call him Troy Brown because I'm weird. Gronk with 115 yards uh, receiving. Tom Brady, very solid game, though he did have an INT, but 410 yards. He's just still got it. I just pray to God he's not Lance Armstrong of the NFL. I hope he's legitimate. I'm praying to God. <laughs> I'm always worried about that when somebody at that age is still performing that well. It just doesn't seem normal, does it? <laughs> it it's, cause it's because it's not normal. It's never happened before, frankly. It's unbelievable. You'd think he's 33. Like, he's still... You know, because quarterbacks can still be in their prime well into their 30s, but well into their 40s? 44 years old? You know, it's like, okay, they're almost like just kind of like an honorary member of the team at that point. You know, guys like, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Steve DeBerg, right? Yeah, it was DeBerg. Steve DeBerg. He was still playing at like 44, 45 for Atlanta, but he was like a, he was like a third string. You know, he's just kind of, he was almost an honorary member of the team at that stage. Just kind of hanging on. Guy who played way, way back in the 80s and all that. But Tampa Bay, yeah, they, Tampa Bay, they're one of the best teams in the NFC. Will they knock the Packers off again? Maybe. We'll see. Eagles did not lose to Washington, which, again, that's why the Vikings are out. Second place in the NFC East. Hanging on. The Cowboys have won that division. Washington football team, they were very competitive. It seems like yesterday they were competitive. Now they're 6-10. and 10. They're like the Chicago Bears, just non-factors. Eagles win by only three. And people talking in Washington on Ventline how <laughs> Washington Redskins fans would much, I just called them right, Washington football team, Washington W's, Golden Govers, whatever you want to call them, Washington W's, um, would rather have Taylor Heineke than Kirk Cousins. A, not expensive, so you don't have a major commitment. B, he's a teammate. He, he's a teammate. Kirk Cousins isn't that kind of thing. And again, it's not about the vaccine. It's about the, the overall attitude on the field, off the field, True leadership, not like I just work here, this and that. He's, you know, at least he is attempting to be a leader. At least he's trying, even though he clearly is like a, he's like a third string quarterback. Maybe a, maybe an okay backup, but he's probably, he'd be a great third stringer, but mostly like a backup, this and that type of guy. And yeah, let's be honest, Kirk Cousins is a backup quarterback <laughs> with a skill set of a, of a, he's the skill set of a starter. But overall, he's mentally a backup quarterback, and he was drafted to be a backup quarterback. He wasn't he wasn't necessarily supposed to be a starter, but of course, guys drafted in the third or fourth round. It's like, uh, it depends on how things go. It's like you draft them, and it depends on how they develop and all that, if they become a starter or a backup, which is where Kellen Mond is right now. It depends. It just all depends, and that's when Kirk Cousins got better, and he had these you-like-that moment, and of course, Mr. Uh, RG3 got injured badly. And that did not help his cause. It was just an overall frustrating moment for Washington fans at the time. Um, but that's kind of how Washington fans are talking. They'd rather have Taylor Heineke. You're, there's, it's not a major commitment. And, you know, and then you may have a chance that there is somebody <clears throat> going to be waiting in the wings in the next couple of years to take over the Washington W's or the Washington Red Tails or whatever they're going to be called. Los Angeles Rams barely beat the Baltimore Ravens, who can't win a football game anymore, and they might be changing the coach. They might be, even though you'd think, why would you get rid of John Harbaugh? Who wouldn't want John Harbaugh? I don't know. Some Somebody doesn't, because they're 8-8. Eight eight. What happened to the Baltimore Ravens? Weren't they 7-2? and two? 
They were, right? Like, what happened? I think they were 8-2. They've fallen off the face of the earth. I think when they beat the Vikings, they were 8-2, weren't they? Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe they were 7 and something. I can't even remember now. It's been a while. But they have fallen off the face of the earth. Baltimore was one of the best teams in the league. I think they were number one in the AFC at one point. Rams 12-4, and four, and they still, well, they have a real chance to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll beat Green Bay, but who knows? Cooper Cup is a legitimate competition for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. It ain't going to be Matthew Stafford, which some people thought. Sonny Michelle, another good game on the ground. Doesn't help with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. He's just mediocre at best. Devonta Freeman, the other D Freeman in the NFL. I always get these guys mixed up. Devonta and the guy on Tennessee, who's actually having a pretty good year. But Cooper Cup didn't have an epic day. He had a good enough day. And the Rams win by only one point, but get the job done in Baltimore to be... Uh, they won in Baltimore and are 12-4. and four. That didn't come off that well. This just keeps going, doesn't it? There's like a ton more games to go. I better move a little faster. Los Angeles Clippers. No, Los Angeles Clippers. That's basically what they are now. <laughs> They're still in the hunt at 9-7. and seven. Easy win over the Denver Donkeys, 34-13. to 13. Not a whole lot to say there. Not an exciting game. Drew Locke with one touchdown. Justin Herbert, very solid day. But generally speaking, LA Chargers get a fairly easy win over a Broncos team that's checked out. 7-9. Seven and nine, seven and nine. They're basically uh, the Vikings of the uh, NFC or AFC right now with that 7-9 record. It's pretty much what they are at the moment. San Francisco very much cementing themselves as a playoff team. 9-7 record after a disappointing loss last week. 9-7, but very much hanging in there. Houston Texans dropped to 4-12 and, and still are going to be in that top five of the draft. Trey Lance, quarterback of San Francisco. And the health, uh, health situation regarding Jimmy Garoppolo is up in the air, unfortunately. But, well, Trey Lance, we'll see. He wasn't too good at the beginning of the season. Looks a little better now. And Davis Mills, who I have kind of discounted a bit, he was taken right after Kellen Mond, by the way. Vikings pass and Davis Mills. He looks like he's actually the better of the two because <clears throat> he's already a competent starting quarterback as a third-round pick. Uh, good good pick by the Houston Texans, actually. Um, Davis Mills looks good. 2,363 yards, 13 TDs, 10 interceptions. Those aren't epic numbers, but he's okay. He's just a freaking rookie, and there wasn't a whole lot of hype around Davis Mills. There really wasn't, but he's doing all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop making fun of, like, Davis Mills, who the heck is that? No, he's, he's, he's decent. He's a nice rookie. Arizona versus Dallas. It wasn't the most exciting game ever. Arizona looked like they were going to win comfortably, but they let Dallas back in this one and luckily finished the job. They almost blew it. Crazy. But that's how it goes. Arizona's been weird all season. They will be in the playoffs 11-5. and five. What are they going to do after that? I don't know. But a very impressive win in Dallas, Texas. So imagine this is a playoff matchup. They would have won, you know. So that's a good feeling. I'm happy to see Arizona win a significant game again. It's been a long time because they're kind of like what Baltimore was doing in the AFC. Like, stop losing, damn it. But they had such a damn good record. Even they couldn't uh, screw that up and miss the playoffs completely. New Orleans, Carolina, it's almost like who cares? 18-10 uh, to 10 victory over an awful Carolina team. New Orleans goes up to 8-8, eight and eight, which the Vikings couldn't even do. Taysom Hill, mediocre. Sam Darnold, mediocre. Uh, what is there more to say? Who cares? <laughs> New Orleans beats Carolina 18-10. to 10. I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's talk about the Bears, even though there's not a whole lot to say. Going into next week, it's a season finale. Both coaches are going to be let go after the game. 
I guarantee it unless Mike Zimmer's gone right now, which I'm still waiting for. Some people might even thinking that it'd be perfect if they let uh, Zimmer go on Tuesday because it'd be the 20-year anniversary of Dennis Green and the Vikings parting ways. It was like a combination of fired quit kind of, which maybe is going to happen with Zimmer, like a combination, like a mutual parting of ways, so to speak. But, because, yeah, don't be surprised if it's a mutual parting of ways. It's going to be something like that. But Zimmer will not be coach of the Vikings after next season. Matt Nagy will not be coach of the Chicago Bears after next season. So it's just two coaches, dead men walking, mediocre quarterbacks. You know, unless Kirk Cousins plays, but he's mediocre too in a lot of ways. Mediocre with really nice glitzy numbers and a huge contract versus Andy Dalton, who's actually had a fantastic record against Minnesota. Unless Justin Fields is out there, just for the heck of it, just to get him more snaps in the NFL, more experience, whatever that's worth. Because it's kind of like a, it's like a glorified preseason game at the end of the day. That's pretty much all it is. It's a postseason, it's a post, <laughs> post-mortem season game. Let's, let's call it that. Post-mortem season game. Both teams very much eliminated. Both coaches very much on their way out. General managers on their way out, hopefully. And uh, maybe uh, we'll, we'll see. They may actually have a starting quarterback in Chicago, but they want somebody to actually develop the guy a little better than the current one. It's funny. There is a better quarterback situation in Chicago at the moment, in a sense. Like, you have your veteran guy who can fill in as a backup or a starter who's not overly expensive and who's a better teammate. Uh, and they have the possible quarterback of the future. So it's a little bit better situation in Chicago, if you can believe it. As funny as that sounds. And you got uh, Khalil Mack as well, who's a phen- phenomenal defensive star. <clears throat> Guys like Robert Quinn and uh, Hakeem as well. Hakeem Hicks. So some of those guys getting a little older, though. We'll see. But there's some talent on that defense. And getting a better offensive-minded coach who can actually develop these guys a little better than Matt Nagy. We'll see what happens with the Bears going forward. Who's going to win the game? I think the Vikings win the game. Doesn't mean anything. Not really. But I do think the Vikings win the game. Maybe not, though. I mean, if Chicago shows up like they did against the New York Giants and the Vikings utterly quit on Zimmer if he's still the coach and they just say hell with it. Uh... There's a real chance the Vikings lose the game for that very reason. But both coaches are on their way out. They both know it. And I think everybody does. I think the general manager is gone in Chicago. And Vikings should do the same with uh, Rick Spielman and start start over with the new leadership. Make some moves. And the good credit about not for long in the NFL, the rebuild will be NFL as well. If, 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 you, if you do it right, it'll be not for long. We're not going to be Jacksonville or Detroit. Or the uh, Houston, Houston, Texas, like they might be miles away, but maybe not. Maybe Davis Mills is the real deal. And things head in the right direction soon there with a, with a good draft pick and a good draft class this coming April and all that. Uh, Vikings, though, same thing, same thing. You know, the Vikings had a decent draft class last year in some ways, and in some other ways they've just bleeped around. <clears throat> they didn't have a decent draft class, but they had a couple of guys that worked out. It was a few years ago where the decent draft class came. A couple of guys worked out like Bynum. And Derisaw with Minnesota. Other guys, I don't know. Where's where is Wyatt Smith? Everybody's wondering, is he Wyatt Earp or Wyatt Smith? You know, I mean, what's going on? So, not a whole lot to preview. I, I just think I think the Vikings win because we always seem to win these worthless closeout games, unless we're like literally trying not to get hurt, which is what the case was back in 2019. Back in 2019, where the Vikings were just playing to not get hurt, 
you know, the end of the 2019 season anyway. It was 2020 already by then, January. Uh, Vikings will win the football game. Kind of a meh 24-17 to 17 victory. What more is there to say? Maybe Delvin Cook runs for 112 yards or something and a touchdown, but it's going to be a not exciting game. It's going to be a, a formality. And best of luck, Mike Zimmer. Best of luck, Matt Nagy. Best of luck, uh, <laughs> best of luck, Rick Spielman. Best of luck, Kirk Cousins. With all that, with all of that to say, we will now take a break and return for fan interaction. Going, Joey. Hope you had a good Christmas and a happy new year. Um, yeah, just listen to what Zimmer had to say in his maybe his last press conference. Who knows? I'd, I'd say he'll still coach next week, though. There's not a big point in keep uh, firing him now and starting the search when there's one game left, unless you want to get a head start on everyone else. But yeah, um, a few of his comments were just pretty poor from your supposed leader of the team. Um, the way he went after Mond when he uh, got asked if he was going to play next week. Well, I didn't get after him. It was just a little snide comment that's not going to do any any good for his confidence. Um, it's just I don't see any any point in doing that when you've got a young QB that even if he's not performing in practices and today we saw in his, what do you have, three snaps, he didn't look good at all. But he's just been thrown out there at Lambeau like, it's a pretty hard situation to be thrown into when it's absolutely freezing as well. Um, yeah, I just don't think... I think Zimmers just lost the, the entire team. No one even looked like they wanted to be there. No one cared. No one had any energy. I know it's cold. I know it's... Um, you're you're in Lambeau Field. Like, that should energise you. Like, I've, I've played rugby in conditions where the ground's pretty much like concrete. And, man, we've, we've shown more more heart than what I saw out of any of the Vikings today. Everyone just looked lethargic and uh, it's just so frustrating. Just another season wasted. Um, yeah, I guess I guess all I just want to see someone new come in. Someone new come in for Cousins as well. Just all that money being tied up in him. It's just we can't build anything around that. I know we've got Jefferson and Cook but and Thielen but the, the you need everything to just be perfect for Cousins and it's never going to be perfect. Um, more money needs to go into that defense. They're, they're improved coming into the end of the year and I know we've got um, Daniil coming back, but it's just not good enough still. We're, we're not going to win a Super Bowl with the, the way the team's set up. I don't I don't care who's coaching next year. If, if this is still the team, if Cousins is still on it, taking up all that money, we're not going to, we're not going to be winning anything. We'll probably miss the playoffs again. <laughs> Just very defeated right now. Um, but the other thing that Zimmer said in the press conference, uh, he wanted to run the ball more. Like, what are you doing running the ball when you're down 20? Like, there's there's just no... It, it, I think the NFL's just gone past him and he's, he's never been... 
a head coach. He's always just been a defensive coordinator that's in the role of a head coach. He doesn't really know what he wants to run on the offense. He, he leaves it all up to the OC. And look who you got there. you got Clint, Clint Kubiak and first year doing it. He needed someone there with him. He needed, he needed someone that's run an offense like beside him. He needed a high up um, second fiddle that could – you know, play call for him now and then because he, he was hopeless doing it or just give him some ideas for play calling. It was, his situational awareness was just so bad. and uh, Hopefully there's a full coaching change next year. Hopefully it's a new quarterback. Hopefully, I don't know about GM. I'm, I'm sort of here and there on it. But, yeah, it would be nice to keep some sort of consistency, but at the same time, What's our consistency at the moment? We we finish the season near five hundred, but at below five hundred, and then we miss the playoffs. It's just I don't know. I've had enough. Time to focus on the Timberwolves, even though they had a bad loss to LA. And <laughs> oh, you can probably hear it. I'm just very lethargic and done with sport for the week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say. Sorry, got a bit rambly. Um, yeah. Cheers, mate. Wow. What an awesome call. Thank you. Thank you very much today. That was really nice. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. And happy new year. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? And yes, uh, really speaking for a lot of us, uh, just kind of not feeling good right now. Just not feeling good about Minnesota sports. Obviously a big Timberwolves fan. Huge, huge piece of Timberwolves explosion is uh, Tanae Brown. He is uh, he is a pillar of that group, but he's he's become a pillar of Purple Mafia as well. Why do you think he's in the Purple Mafia Hall of Fame? Tanae out of New Zealand. Tanae out of New Zealand. Wow. Uh, again, speaking for a lot of us, and again, I even forgot to mention the part about the running the ball because obviously I played it and I listened to it twice. But yeah, you know how I get off in my little tangents and such. Yeah, he was even saying we need we should have ran the ball more. Where yeah, you're down by twenty. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up to football. Yeah, it's like what Phil Mackey's been saying on uh, on uh, Mackey and Judd. Like he's lost his fastball. Mike Zimmer's lost his fastball. Like Mike, he used to be really good, but he's lost his fastball defensively and just generally speaking. Like I I don't know. He's uh, they need to run the ball more when they're getting their butts kicked. It wasn't really working that well. I don't know, but either way. Again, like they say, six uh, offensive coordinators in six years. He can't. He's he's not a good teammate. Mike Zimmer is not a good teammate. Uh, Spielman's not a good teammate. <laughs> Spielman's not a good teammate. Zimmer's not a good teammate. Cousins is not a good teammate. What what else is there to say, right? Uh, so yes, uh, very much seconding your thoughts. And yeah, the Wolves could not finish the job in L.A. That was not a fun fun night either. Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk about that on Timberwolves Explosion for sure. That's another podcast they do. And again, Tene, big integral part of that one, like he is for this one. Purple Mafia show. Thank you, Tene. That was awesome. Uh, I don't think I even pulled up the Twitter. What the heck? At Purple Mafia show, at Purple Mafia show. And you'll hear more from Tene as well. Again, uh, yeah, he uh, tweeted the part about the Kellen Mond where it's like, you know, where he's like, I see him every day. Like he's not ready or like he sucks or whatever the heck he really meant there. Uh, pretty cool. Yep, and today getting his recording in. Wasn't that great? Uh, absolutely great. Retweets from Malcolm McSween and Malcolm McSween out of California. Vince Germano out of Australia. And again, a call-in from Tanae out of New Zealand. 
Yep, Kevin McMahon retweeted when I said that might be the best player I ever I ever saw by Sean Mannion. I'm dead bleeping serious, and it kind of was. So that was the first pass of the game where he actually completed the pass about 15 yards. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, wow. So nice little start, but it didn't lead to a whole lot. Tony Brown was saying, where were those RPOs with Cousins, though? Yeah, like the uh, run-pass options, the option plays. Yeah, the whole season, you don't really see any of that stuff. But I thought that was just Philadelphia with uh, Nick Foles, you know, and, and Doug Peterson, right? They destroyed us to that crap back in 2017. Yeah, good, good one there today. <laughs> Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland says, I have little hope on this, and to be honest, let the 21 season, 2021 season be over. Yep. Amen to that. Uh, I agree. Yep, Tanae agrees as well as he clicked like on that one. Uh, Mad Martin says, Zimmer era ending in a whimper. So the Vikings went 13-3 uh, and three and were one game away from the Super Bowl before Kirk Cousins arrived. Since then, they've been to the playoffs once in four seasons. What a waste. Really nailed it there. I mean, you nailed it. And I didn't respond. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I had, I had company, and I should have responded, though. I mean, I was seeing all of it, and I didn't respond, and I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I apologize for the lack of interaction yesterday. Um, but we, yeah, that was really something else. Uh, Paul Tuniverse Caniff was in uh, was in attendance. <clears throat> so, but no, what an absolute waste. Um, Kirk Cousins was the death of Zimmer. Kirk Cousins is the death of uh, Rick Steelman. Kirk Cousins is the death of the Vikings in a lot of ways. Again, not a good teammate. Not a good teammate, and again, not vaccine-related. Though some of you may feel that way, and you have absolute right to feel that way. Freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of thought. Ever heard of that one? <laughs> yes, freedom of speech and freedom of thought. You have 100% freedom to think and feel that way, just like other people may feel differently. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, was, was he a good teammate? No. <laughs> one way or another, not a good teammate. Uh, always deflects any type of criticism. Uh, throwing people under the bus, like, oh, you know, if I had time to throw the ball, I might be able to do something. I remember when he said that in, like, 2018 in the L.A. game. You know, stuff like that. You don't really forget that stuff. Uh, and then meaningless cliches, like, uh, tough times don't last, tough guys do. You know, la-di-da, you said that, like, 40,000 times in your career with, like, Washington and Minnesota. You know, why don't you go say that in Pittsburgh or something? Tough times don't last, tough guys do. Yay, yay. I'm sure, I'm sure it's tough times and tough guys and lasting... I'm glad you last on the field, but eight and eight, nine and seven isn't that good. Wow, ten and six. You know, if if that's your peak, I don't think I don't think you're worth forty, thirty, forty million dollars. I'm sorry. Yep, and today was asking, was I recording tonight or tomorrow? And yep, it was definitely going to be tomorrow, which is now today, which is Monday. And I, he was saying he'll get his recording on ASAP, ASAP. And what a great job! Wasn't that a great call? Holy crap! That little bit with uh, Mike Zimmer. Got about 430,000 views. So people are paying attention, aren't they? About how, yep. <laughs> it's a 16-minute clip of that press conference where obviously Zimmer was as surly as it gets. He was surly furious. Ooh, that's a plug. No, a plug for a beer that doesn't sponsor me, but oh well. It sponsors, uh, sponsors, sponsors the guys in Score North. I could use a sponsor. Come on, uh, come on. Uh, I don't even think, I don't even know. Uh, I wish bad weather brewing. I tried to get them. And then, of course, they they were forced to get rid of their uh, wind vane, which is a red IPA. They were forced to get rid of it. Depressing. Depressing, to say the least. Facebook, very, very active during the course of the game. Not sure how active it got in the post-game thread. And now I'm seeing the infamous spinning wheel or the back-and-forth ping-pong deal and people with 
masks for their profile pictures. I'm not sure what the point of that is. Are you protecting yourself from Facebook users or something? I, I don't understand that. Um, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't understand. Don't understand that one. Um, does it hurt me? No. I was Vince Romano would ask me. It, it, does it hurt me, though? No, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt me. But it's kind of weird. I think it's pointless. Ah, uh, boy. Yeah, it's a busy thing. Yep, Mark Carlson was saying Tar Bradbury for the Targington Award. I'm like, yeah, he's up there. No, <laughs> he's probably third or fourth in the game summary for the reception. Yeah, he was about that, Mike Dale, out of New York State. New York, up upstate New York. I'm going to try to do this in somewhat of uh yeah, it's impossible. It just doesn't want to. This is, this is, yeah, it never goes in order, ever. It's unfortunate, but I'll do my best. It's on all comments. Mike Dale was saying the defense was held up, had held up well. That was in the first half. But McCarthy was saying at least the defense is here to play. Yes, they were in the first half. Mark Carlson said, yeah, it looked like it was going to be a super low-scoring game, and then it just changed quickly. <laughs> Boy, did it change. Mark Carlson says, this isn't good for my patience. The game just started, and there is a challenge. Yep, right out of the gate. Then it hurt us. Yep, took us from a 21-yard gain to like 11. But at least we got the first down. Yeah, would have been the, been the longest uh, pass completion in the history uh, of uh, Sean Mannion's career. But McCarthy was saying, why didn't they get Mond ready to see what we got in him, Sean? <laughs> Sean will be one good hit and done. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. But Zimmer told us, Zimmer told us, <laughs> he, he told us, oh, I see him every day. Okay. Mark was saying, let's go Vikings, let's win and uh, spite the odds. That'd be a cool win and muffle this cheesy crowd. It's mostly, yeah, to shut the Packers up and annoy them a little bit. Mike Dale was saying, Chris Collinsworth just referred to Garrett Bradbury as outstanding. Yeah, but he's laughing. Yeah, it is funny. He really is head and shoulders the worst announcer in football. Yeah, no, I, I, he's not good, is he? There he is. Yep, I wanted to see this one by Brett McCarthy. This was like the opener. Brett McCarthy always opens the uh, in-game thread. I just love you, Brett, out of South Dakota. He says, Happy New Year. Skull, it's do or die today. This team needs new direction. Today is the truth of Rick and Zimmer draft talent. If anything, Kubiak needs to go if we lose today. Oh, God, does he need to go. Yes, he does. There will be plenty of former head coaches that were great offensive coordinators out there. Um, one thing, not crazy about any of the head coaching candidates, and we need to let Cousins go and move on. Yep, nailed it, nailed it, Brett McCarthy. You're a star candidate. Tanae is a star candidate. Yep, those are two definite star candidates. Uh, Man Martin's a star candidate every week. Great comments. Mike Dale's a star candidate every week, too. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys, Mark Carlson can be, too. Oh, man, Mark Carlson's awesome. He said, let's get this game going so I can get on with my life. Yes. Mike Dale said, I like CJ, yep, but fourth and three, and you want to test the reliability of your fullback's hands. Yep, CJ, yeah. In 11-degree weather, F off Zimmer and Kubiak, out. Nailed it, Mike. <laughs> uh, Mike Dale says, Sean Mannion, well, if he f falls flat and is as ineffective against the Packers defense as people are predicting, who knows, we might as well see Kellen Mond. At least, that at least is enticing and will boost my interest levels. Playoffs, playoffs, in Jim Moore's voice. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no playoffs. It would be amazing to me if at the end of the first quarter the, the score will still be three to uh, three to nothing. Um, Mark Carlson, yep. It was uh, it was really low scoring early, wasn't it? It was really low scoring and it was three nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yep. And it was really low scoring and then the floodgates opened right before the half pretty much. Green Bay started taking advantage of uh, 
the Vikings very quickly there after a bit of a wait. Mike Dale says, how many bleeping times are you going to throw short on the sticks on third down? Yeah, over and over. Third and third and 15 with a two-yard completion, basically. Or, or a handoff up the middle. Just great stuff. Mike Dale says, I've seen enough of Manning's futility and Kubiak's nonsensical play calling. Jefferson has been targeted yet, what, once? Yet Conklin and Ham are targeted every drive. And they wonder why we can't even buy a first down. Yeah. If Manning is over center, when the half starts, I might turn the game off. And he pretty much, yeah. Brett McCarthy says, yeah, I've seen enough of this. Zimmer and Kubiak are gone. Man, yep, they both were just sick of it. Yep, Mike Dale and Brett McCarthy had enough of this nonsense. And a lot of us agree with you, let me tell you. Pretty much 90% of us, 99% of us. Yeah, Brett McCarthy, offensive play calling is terrible, but it is what it is. Eric Mostard of South Dakota says, ready for the Vikings to wreck things up. By that, I mean train wreck. Gerald String, Nebraska, says, come on, please, mercy roll, just kneel down for the rest of the game. <laughs> yep. Mike Dale says, three and out at the, to start the half. Shocker. Put Mond in. <laughs> Put Mond in. Seen enough of Sean. Yeah, man, he has nothing. Yep, he's not accurate. Yeah, Mike was saying amen. Brad was saying it couldn't be any worse. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, just a bit of back and forth frustrations. And such, Joe McCarthy, Joe McCarthy. Oh, welcome aboard, Joe. Uh, are you related to Brett? He says, this game is a joke. I think I'll go to bed. They don't need me to watch them, to watch them night, night all. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Joe McCarthy. Um, Mark Collins says, rest easy tonight, Joe McCarthy. I do not think you will miss the Vikings surge to score at all. Mark Carlson says, hey, Jay Mason, Chase Carlson, are you tuned in to the game tonight? And, yep, Jay said, can't get those games here. Bummer, man. Yep, Dave Hickey says, Chris Collinsworth is a piece of bleep. He has been a Viking hater forever. Yes, he has. He has hated us forever. I agree with that. Uh, Mark Collins says, he is not even covering the game anymore. He is going on and on about stuff covering and not even covering the play. Mike Dale says, and he's been doing this since forever, but his analytics are just baffling. Every week he's like this. He's like the lazy kid in English class that didn't that didn't do his homework and read the <laughs> read the assigned chapter of a book the night before. He just gets up in front of the class and makes silly shit up. The worst part is he's paid to not be quiet and just keeps spouting verbal diarrhea. Pretty much. But McCarthy, or excuse me, Dave Hickey says it's about time Bradbury did something good, and that was and that piece of piece of shit calling work is hyping him up big time. One of the best pulling centers he's ever seen. Are you kidding me? And yeah, it's it's a joke. Mike Dale thought, yeah, Mike Dale says, uh, time to check the liquor cart or beer fridge in the broadcast booth. Needs to be completely restocked after Chris puts in a shift. <laughs> yep. Gerald String was saying, go home, Mannion versus Rogers. This is a joke. Why bother to finish this butt whooping? Mark Carlson thought there was push-off. Yep, Dave Hickey was sick of Roger's smear face, uh, smug face. Yuck and ugly, wooded slaughter, uh, slaughter, says uh, Gerald Springer, because we Vikings signed Kyle Slaughter as if I care. Yep, yeah, they were all kind of bored with it at this point. Yep, now we'll get to the post-game thread. Yeah, there was a lot of interaction there, but it was pretty good, to be quite honest. So, okay, all comments, if I can humanly do that. 
Dave Vicky out of Iowa says, What a disaster that performance was. Like Mark said, they did not look like they were into it. I understand they were not supposed to win. They could have at least tried. Case Keenum might not be as accurate as Cousins, but at least the players enjoyed playing together and they rallied around each other. Cousins might have his best stats ever and be a top five fantasy quarterback, but he can't rally the troops when half of the team and the coach doesn't like him. He always looks scared in the games. Yeah, God, yes he does. Not confident. Again, like Mark Carlson said, there needs to be a lot of change this offseason, and for the love of God, play all your youngsters and lose this last game to get some higher draft picks, and the owners need to apply the Belichick method and unload the older players and a lot of coaches. I think Eric Bieniemy might be a good choice. Maybe maybe Brian Billick. We were an, off an explosive offense when we had him. And he was a lot better play caller. Yeah, I, I miss Brian Billick. Anyways, Joey, you are at the top of your game at least. And Happy New Year to you and all the Pearl Mafia faithful. And Happy New Year. Back at you, Dave Hickey. Nice. Nice one. Leland says, The good, well, there is one more game to suffer through. Cousins really screwed this team by being unvaccinated. You could, you could see just how bad we were without him. Not saying we were good with him. Time for management to do some soul searching. Keep feeding fuel into his dumpster, into this dumpster fire, or stomp it out and clean house. Be nice to get some coach with a younger analytics perspective. After watching the bowl games, I didn't really see any wonderful quarterback players. 2021 is done, and so is the Viking season. Skull Joey and Pearl Mafia. Skull back at you. Leland. Yankee out of Brooklyn Center says, We know Kirk is not worth all that money, but our backup revealed why we need him. I don't see the point of not starting Mond unless, unless Zimmer knows he's getting canned regardless and leaving him for the next person to develop. That's probably partially what it is. Like, I don't care. You know, I don't care. It's somebody else's job now. Ben McCarthy says, came out flat. Play calling has been an issue all season. Was not crazy about Kubiak. Have not had a pass rush since Hunter went down. Time for a change and to put Mond in for one series. Says this. This says a lot about the coaches. That was a head-scratcher. Clearly, this team was unprepared. Yep. Mike Feller, Stu Evans, also from South Dakota, says, That was a disaster. Time to clean the house. Zimmer and the general manager have to go. I'm going to die before the Vikings win a Super Bowl. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Let's, let's try not to say die. <laughs> I don't want to think about dying or anybody else dying. Eric Mostard, out of South Dakota. South Dakota is ruling the roots today. He says, how bad, were, how, how bad were things tonight? The second longest pass completion for the Vikings was to Garrett Bradbury, the center, on a broken up pass. Fires him, fire Kubiak, fire the whole uh, front office trade. Cousins. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Oh, 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 oh. Almost messed up everything. That was a close one. Mark Carlson, legendary Purple Mafia member out of Iowa, says... The season is winding down. Our players look flat and unenthusiastic. Have they quit on the coach or their teammates? Maybe. I was hoping for a closer score and the Vikings being a bit of a threat. I know we were down a few starters, but that being said, there seems to be a real lack of life in the team all night. I'm looking forward to some changes. Oh, so am I in the offseason. Oh, and one last thing. Does Barr ever get to rush blitz the quarterback anymore? And I enjoyed the game. And I enjoyed the in-game thread tonight. It was good, wasn't it? You guys did a fantastic job. You really, you guys really, really did a good job. That was really nice. 
Danae Brown replies, out of again, out of New Zealand, says, Mark Carlson is on the nose there, mate. Not sure how come, <laughs> how you come out this uninspired when your season is on the line. Oh, well, we move on to a coach search, I assume, and potentially a new quarterback in front office, and I, I hope so. Mike Dale will wrap this up, wrap up this section with a big one. A big one. It's a big one. He says, sigh. <clears throat> I don't know who is worse. The Vikings offensive line, Sean Mannion, the touchdown was like a sympathy lay or consolation prize awarded by the Packers defense at that point. I'm going to take a sip of coffee, pardon me. Okay, how about a chug? That works. Okay, Clint Kubiak and his idiotic play calling or Chris Boyd in pass coverage. Oh, yeah, Chris Boyd. Mm, I don't know. Mike Zimmer says, how many times are you going to keep making the same stupid decision, continuing to keep implementing the same failed strategies, failing to make changes, adjustments to said failed game plan and expecting a different outcome? You are incapable of changing the proverbial record or flipping the proverbial script. Sorry. I award no points, and I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul, Billy Madison. <laughs> Special mention, Chris Collinsworth and his perpetual, idiotic, baseless, nonsensical comments slash observations and constant drumming up of junk science stats into trying to gaslight and convince us. And I love that term, gaslight. Yep. Continuing to gaslight uh, and convince us, the television audience, that Sean Mannion wasn't having a bad game and advocating that he should stay in, despite what all our eyes were telling us. God, yeah. I'm sorry, Chris, but you, but do you enjoy watching an offense this ineffective and useless while color com commenting on a game this boring? If you were wearing purple, you'd get the Christian Ponder Memorial Award, and he probably should. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how he comes across and formulates his analytics, but then what do I know? He's been doing this color commentating for years, this quote-unquote color commentating him for years, while I'm just some random schmuck in front of a t in front of his television, pulling his hair out, having to listen to his inane drivel just about every Sunday. Fran Award, maybe KJ Osborne. Yep, yep, it was KJ. Garrett Bradbury, good hands in cold weather, nonetheless. But pass run blocking tonight, meh. Yep, meh is the word. Great job, Mike. Great, great, great. Keep keep those coming forever and ever and ever. And let me tell you, if I ever get a website, if I ever get a website that could have some writing, I think you're hired. I think you're hired right away, if you want it. I think you're hired. You could be one of the columnists, bloggers, whatever, if you want. Um, wow, that is so good. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Wasn't that something? <laughs> Mike, you're a legend. You're a legend, Mike. <laughs> okay, so... Let's pass out the stars. <laughs> Tanae and Mike, you are bringing home the gold. Happy New Year 2022, even though it's the 2021 season's gold star. You're bringing in the gold star for this episode. Man, that was awesome. Tanae and Mike are bringing it in. The silver star is going to go... <laughs> it's going to go to Dave Hickey and Brett McCarthy. Bronze star is going to Mark Carlson. And, oh, man, who did I have? I, uh, Leland. Leland will get it. Okay, so great job, guys. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? Oh, oh and uh, um, uh, Dave Martin. Yeah. So with that said, though, great, great, great job, guys. That was really fun interaction. What an awesome and What a great call. And keep those coming today for this show on Purple Mafia, if and when you have time. 
Uh, Dave Martin, yep, I, I look forward to like maybe a season wrap-up call if, if, if you're willing to, Tanae, you know, in, any of you guys. Keep them coming because they're so good. And uh, yeah, Mike, oh man, you're a great writer. You really, that was so good. I, I love the passion. I love the emotion. I love the verbiage and the, and the vocabulary. That is awesome. That is so good. Uh, you, you remind me a little bit of, uh, it's like a combination. I, I don't know, kind of like kind of like Michael Russo for the wild. And that's a compliment because Michael Russo is awesome. Um, especially when he's, especially when he's critical, he's so good, you know, and it's stuff like that. Oh, that's so good, man. <laughs> you guys are so awesome. I mean, thank you so much. It's, like I say every week, you're keeping me going. You know, it's like it's like if my podcasting career was on life support, you are the elixir. Let me tell you, if my podcasting career, if I'm like back on my way out, you guys are gonna gonna do this. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yep, you pull me back in. I'm like the godfather. <laughs> I'm like the godfather. You pull me back in. Yep. <laughs> That's what it's like in a way. But I'm not out. No, I'm not out. Because that would be just... I just think that would be mean. You know, I think I'd be Kirk Cousins-like, kind of selfish, uh, this and that. Again, I don't see it as the vaccine thing, but some of you do, and that's totally fine. I'm not going to bash you for that. It's for It's definitely not for everybody, but it is for some of you at the end of the day. Um, again, wow, wow, that was really good. That, you, you guys made the show today. You know, you guys absolutely made the show. The Fran Targeting Award goes to you guys. L- let me tell you, you guys get the Fran Targeting Award at the end of the day. It shouldn't even be a single player or anything like that. Um, you carried this show regardless. I mean, look, look at me. I mean, I'm kind of like Zimmer now, kind of defeated, kind of tired. And I suppose all of us are. Uh, we're tired of mediocrity. We're tired of heartbreak in like, you know, NFC Championship games. You know, Brett Favre across the middle. <sighs> Bounty hunter coaches injuring Brett Favre. All that bull crap, you know. And then seeing teams like Kansas City win. You know, it's just teams like the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl back in the 90s. We just don't want to see that crap. Some of you hate Brady. I'm, I don't. But some of you do and you have that right to do that, no doubt. And I don't blame you. Uh, I don't blame you if you do, honestly. Uh, with that said, because some of you get sick of seeing the same old crap. Like Brady, to me, is just on another level. That's why I appreciate him so much. He's he's like a he's like a Joe Montana to me. Like Montana, I I can handle seeing Joe Montana win Super Bowls. I can handle seeing Brady. Uh, people like you know, people like Dallas Cowboys and all their arrogance. I I, I couldn't stand it. Uh, and they're obnoxious fans. Packer fans, obviously. Yeah, I mean, winning the Super Bowl wouldn't be fun. Um, the arrogance of the Pittsburgh Steelers in a lot of ways, too. When, when they won, I didn't like that a whole lot either. Um, Seattle, holy crap, did I hate that. I'm glad they only got one out of it. Oh, did I hate that. Just like the Golden State Warriors. So it's things like that that drive me nuts. Uh, yes, it's a new year, but I'm still going to go look at Christmas lights. And, 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 you know, because there's Christmas lights still up in a lot of places. January 2nd, January 3rd and all that. I'm still going to enjoy the, my little, uh, my artificial tree still up. It's not going to be up forever. About a, uh, a little while longer. So, again, yes, it's a new year now. Hopefully a new uh, team going forward, a new season next year. I'm, I'm glad that we're at a point we can be resigned to the fact that it's time to make a change. Time for change. Yeah, when you want to inspire change, I want to inspire change in the Vikings South leadership. That kind of change at the moment. Uh, that's just the way I'm looking at it. With that said, yeah, I'm going to offend everybody and scare everyone away or piss them off and 
it's been a weird year. People have been leaving the, the podcast with the uh, the Twitter account and such. I don't know if it's because I, I'm too negative or they don't like my view in the world or they're just tired of the Vikings or it's a little bit of everything. I'm not sure. But, again, thank you guys so much. Please do download the Vigit application. Download the Vigit application. It's fantasy betting, basically. So get into that. Uh, download that. The uh, referral for that is Paladino Live. And yes, do consider clicking on the link of crypto, uh, crypto.com. Get on crypto.com, create some cryptocurrency, join that. They give <laughs> they would give both of us $25 in our account. That would definitely help this show in a big way and it would help you get started with crypto trading because you don't need a lot of money to start crypto trading. So highly recommended. Please do call in. Again, also do write a positive rating for Purple Mafia on Apple Podcasts. Audible or Stitcher, any one of those would be really nice. I'd really appreciate it if you could write a positive review for the show. Five stars. I would encourage listeners out there to download the show for the first time. Some Somebody new possibly out there that's looking for a, a Vikings podcast. Maybe something better than some of that mainstream stuff out there or some of the other mediocre podcasts. I hope I'm not a mediocre one. Uh, certainly the oldest. Oldest podcast. I'm not maybe the oldest person behind the mic, but the oldest podcaster. Yes, the, old, the oldest podcast is Purple Mafia. When it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, I'm the I'm the I'm the pioneer, damn it. <laughs> but unfortunately, some of us pioneers get pushed to the side as the glitzy new guys roll in, and that's sad and frustrating. But that's how it goes. Um, but I'm still here. <laughs> I'm more like Noah. I'm I'm not gonna die that easy. I'm gonna hang around for 600 years. <laughs> so that kind of thing. Our Sham who lived yeah forever too. No, uh, Sham lived 600 years. Pardon me guys like that. So with that said, <laughs> please do call in. To be able to do that at audio submission like Tanae did and did a freaking awesome job, you basically use the free voice recording smart application uh, application on your smart device, pardon me, free voice recorder. You just open it, press record, treat it like a phone call. You could use even a podcast, uh, you could even use you know, like recording up uh, applications on your laptop or desktop, but also your phone. Save it and email it slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. With that, I will now step away and we'll find out, as there's no news yet, but we'll see within the next uh, week or so what's going to happen. <laughs>